Why aren't you motivated? Mm. I need to figure out why you have the lack of energy. Mm. And you need to figure that out. So let's go to the triage of your own spirit and say, why don't I want to get up? Why don't I want to be the best version of myself? Why don't I want to start a business? Am, am I afraid? Am I intimidated? Do I feel entitled? And, and it's okay, but I need you to feel that mm. and get over that. Yeah. A broken heart still beats. Yeah. A broken crayon can still make a beautiful picture, but it's got to be used. The reason why you're not moving, find that out. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz, and welcome back to another episode. Hope you guys are having a great day today. Live in Living Color in Dallas, Texas. I had to bring back. Come on. He's already talking. I had <laughs> to bring back one of. Come on. One of. Hands down. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you about to know. Come one on. of the most loved oh, man. roommate guests of all time from years of doing this episode, meeting tons of people, multi-billionaires, multi-billion, multi-millionaires, <laughs> so many successful people, A-listers, Z-listers, everybody, politicians. This has been one of the most genuine, most realist guys on planet Earth. And when I found out that he was going to be in the city, come on, I said, you have to be back because the, the audience has to meet one of the greatest men that I know. Thank you, bro. Please, come welcome on. back to the show. The one and only Cafe Anderson. Mama, look at that intro. Yes, sir. Hey, give me a copy of that when we're done. Air <laughs> <laughs> dropped me that. <laughs> man, how you been? Man, it's been, a, it's been what, two and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half man, years. Y'all famous now. Nah, man. I know you're not talking, <laughs> Mr. Netflix. Mr. Netflix. I know you're not talking. Oh, okay, so. Country Ever After, Netflix, 50 million viewers worldwide. Congratulations, brother. Um, Mr. Red, White, and Blue album, song went crazy, yep. went viral on TikTok. It's crazy when you go to a show, especially doing country music, mm -hmm. and there's junior high and high school kids, yeah. and you start singing Mr. Red, White, and Blue, and they take out their phones, and they're like, it's the guts and it's the glow. They're being yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's been nuts. It's, um, you, But you have to be prepared for the blessing before it mm, happens. Mm. And when when we started filming Country Ever After, uh, I mean, I had some of the producers were like, okay, so what are you gonna do when we're done? They would leave, uh, Chrisilla would have treatment and I would help her out. She would go to sleep, I'd go in the studio and work. Mm. Literally from like nine to one or two in the morning, they would wake, they would wake us up at six to start filming again. Mm. And I was just pumping out songs. Wow. Pumping us on. He's got a new album out, content, purchasing, designing hats, t-shirts. So when the show hit, ready to go. It was ready. Yeah, I love it. It was ready. And so you have to understand before the wave comes. And so many times in business in our community, it's like, oh, it'll happen. Yeah. I need you to prepare first. Yes. Because if you wait until training camp to get in shape, mm. you'll never make all-star. <laughs> if you yeah, wait for training camp to learn the plays, you're done. Like you have to be ready. And a lot of times people don't talk about it. They just say, oh, well, the hustle, the hustle, the hustle. There's a preparation that goes Man. before the blessing. And then you hustle in the midst of it. Yeah. You got to be ready first. Man. Bro, 
That's so powerful because for those who have not seen the first episode of Coffee, make sure you check it out. It's on YouTube. It's similar to the Patrick Bet David episode where a lot of people didn't see it until after he came back on the podcast. Right. I think this is going to be one of those as well. This episode is about to go crazy. Um, and so one of the things that you will notice from the episode, you were doing, you were doing well. So I, not like you weren't doing well when we right. met you, but it was like you can see why he is where he is today thank you because like you were saying the preparation the work the the, the sacrifice the diligence the innovation the creativity right. the hunger the drive all those intangibles right were there right and we probably were there 10 years ago right and so now it's harvest season mm -hmm. and now you're reaping the fruits of the harvest but it came from a lot of sowing right that you're doing for a lot right. of years so i know a lot of people uh, may not know your entire story right. so can you give a bit of a elevator pitch as ask a story right. from 18 to how you got to where you are today okay so i was 18 i was a basketball standout um two-time all-american all-state hooping and then i went to a smaller school my mother had passed away my dad had gotten sick so i went to a smaller school that was just close to our neighborhood and um so i go in my first season i was going to sit out and just lift weights Cause it's a big jump from high school to college yeah, ball. Yeah. These dudes, they big. A lot of them, they already grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown man and high school man is very different. hundred percent. So I sat out my first year and I borrowed a guitar from a girl I was dating's daddy. Okay. And she taught me, kept the guitar. <laughs> I won. I won. <laughs> so I um, bought a book and taught myself. Started singing. The dorm room fills up. Got popular at my university, and I felt like. I had a gift. Mm. And so because of that gift, I wanted to go to LA. So I didn't want to just be an artist. I wanted to act and do commercials and stuff like that. And all those things happened. And out of that, I ended up bumping into, I went to the Urban Network convention, which was used to be in Palm Springs. Mm. So Urban Network was everything black. Mike Epps, is that the community? Oh, oh, really? Mike Epps was there. He was hosting. Yeah. He had his own little camp that, you know, the homie walking around with yeah, the yeah, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had that. Um, Lloyd Jones Jr. was still. Oh, really? You know, it was, dude, it was yeah, a long time. Yeah. DJ Quick was doing a, a, a thing. He had just done a, a project. Jodeci had brought. It was crazy. So <laughs> there, there's these rappers from Houston Mike Jones, um, uh, Paul Wall, and there was another guy. Tom, uh, Tom Tom, and they were all just these rappers from here. And they were in Palm Springs. Mm. And so I saw Mike Jones's manager and I ended up on a plane with him. Wow. Right? So I knew all the music and nobody knew Paul Walden. Yeah. He was just sitting back in the back, but I knew it was from the freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the Kappa, after the Kappa, all those tapes. Yeah. And I sat with the manager on the plane. There was one guy in between me and him. And I lean up and I go, how did y'all do your merch? Yeah. How'd y'all sell up? How'd you set up everything to get, you know, after the show? How are y'all moving CDs? What's your distribution like? And I and so the guy in the middle was like, hey, do you guys want to sit next to each other? <laughs> I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> so the manager leans up and he goes, listen, I'm going to give you information for about 30 seconds and let me sleep. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I literally took notes and wrote them down. And he talked about living in the studio, creating content so that when fans find you, you already ready. You don't have I to get it. ready. I love it. He talked about um, partnering with stores, doing uh, in-store performances, showing up, always being who you are, Dr but make sure your whole closet looks like the, the entertainer that you are. Mm. Be that person, go to the mall, sell your CDs, show up, be that person. So I learned all that from them. 
and realize that they would go on a weekend and make a quarter of a million dollars at a show. Really? When you're selling, when, when 6,000, 5,000 people show up at a $20 ticket. Mm. Then also, you're, we're moving hard copy CDs at that time at two for 20. Because mm. it's easy to give some, for somebody to hand you one bill for $20 and you give them two yeah, albums. Yeah. Or you give them a hat and a t-shirt. Yeah. So you have to make sure that your transactions are easier. If you have a business, you need to set up with Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. You need to have a Shopify. Don't just use Cash App. I love black folks. Yeah. We the first one with Cash App. <laughs> I got that Cash App. Get them all. Yeah. I need you to get Stripe, Shopify, um, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Mm -hmm. Get all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think in booking request, when, when you go to set up a booking request for somebody to request a show for me, we have price ranges. Mm -hmm. And according to the price ranges is how fast we call them back. Yeah. <laughs> and keep it 100. I'm keeping it 100. Yeah. If somebody coming with a, with a $150 budget and somebody's coming with a $50,000 budget. Yeah. <laughs> how, you, how you doing? How your mama and them doing? How you got some cheering? Got some insurance? I'm calling them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because... Money makes a difference. That's why I do with a Lamborghini that pulls up to a 7-Eleven. He can park sideways and go get a Slurpee and you can't. Because <laughs> you got a Hyundai. He got a Lamborghini. It's a difference. There's levels to this game. Uh, let's talk. Let's levels to let's this. Talk. If you don't level up, you don't get the treatment. Uh, now we talking for So real. many times people want the treatment, but they haven't been prepared. They're not ready. Mm. And there's no evidence of success. Yes. People, oh, now somebody said women, a, a woman can smell broke from deep. Mm. They can tell by how you move. Yeah. You can tell by how you move if it's fake or not. Yeah. Real recognizes real. I can tell by how a dude talks in two minutes yeah. if he's on the same level or if he ain't. Mm. And if he ain't, I slide away. Appreciate yeah. you, bro. Good to see you. Good yeah. luck to you, my man. Mm. We ain't the same. Yeah. I got a beak, two wings, and feet, and feathers. Guess what? You a turkey and I'm an eagle. And come Thanksgiving, you ain't going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be at the top right here overlooking the whole game. Yeah. If you don't get your mindset on that eagle mentality because you've been hanging out with turkeys, you're going to end up on a plate just like them. <laughs> Real game. Real game. Oh, man. Cafe, boy. He's just warming up. We just this, getting this, started. This, listen, you got you to gotta learn how to practice. Yeah. You got to learn how to practice. You can shoot wrong and get good at it, but once you learn how to shoot right, yeah. there's, there's, there's a significant difference between pros and guys that have an expensive hobby. Mm. I know guys with guitars mm. and a band, that's a very expensive hobby. Yeah. There's a difference between what you bring and what I bring. Yeah. So one of the first things I, I wanna say to anybody starting a business is you have to bring value. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I have a, a so I know people are like, oh yeah, I'm a rapper, I'm an artist. Okay, cool. Well, how many, what songs you got? Well, I got music, but I put it on SoundCloud. Okay, so that means you're not making a dime. Okay. So you're not doing it for money. Yeah. Now, if you want to be popular, that's different. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do it for money, I need you to get distribution on iTunes, iTunes Canada, iTunes Germany, Spotify, Spotify South America. You can get money from all of those streams. Yeah. So when my streams and my downloads hit, I'm getting paid literally from 47 different countries. Yeah that can stream, that can listen, that can watch, that can download. Mm -hmm. So there's levels even to the music game as an independent artist. So if we do a live show, for example, I'm gonna give you a meet and greet for your sponsors. I'm gonna give you a Facebook commercial. 
Hey, this is Kaveh Anderson. Listen, I want you guys to join me at 9-11 at Freedom Fest in Mansfield, Texas. Can't wait to see you there. Family friendly. Bring everybody. I start at 8 o'clock. There's opening acts at 5. See you guys. Click on the link below to get your tickets. Mm. Yeah. That took 15 seconds. Mm. Now they have a commercial. Now they have a meet and greet. Now they have a 75-minute show. Now we have an autograph signing after to help me move merch. Are you creating an experience so when they do pay 25 grand, you're giving them $50,000 worth of value, but it also makes you famous. Mm. So guys will go, yeah, do you play in LA? Do you play in Nashville? I don't play in Nashville because there's so many artists in Nashville. There's not a value for me because there's 50 people that sound just as good. Mm -hmm. So where do I go? I go to Mansfield. Mm -hmm. I go to Stockton. I go to Brentwood. Why? Because I'm the only act in town. Yeah. I'd rather go where I'm celebrated and not tolerated. Mm -hmm. Now we talking. Celebration gets your money. Yeah. Now there's so many there's so many layers to what you just said, and, and we're gonna dive into all of it. One of one of the parts that you that you said you were saying there's a difference between having an expensive hobby and doing this professionally, and one of the things. I'm always about when it comes to what we've been doing with the show is helping men become the best version of themselves. Come on. And, and a lot of times guys will call me and they'll ask me questions about where they want to be in life. What do they want? You know, right. whether it's a certain kind of wife, certain kind of life, certain kind of job, whatever it may be. And then I ask them, what are you doing? Come on. To now get to your end destination. What tangible steps are you making today to get the life that you want to live tomorrow? And so a lot of these guys, like Gary Vee says, want a 1% life, but don't want to put in the work that the 1% of people are doing. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love doing is bringing men like you on the podcast to show other men, this is what the 1% of work Absolutely. is like. Absolutely. Because too many people, even myself, like, like you don't really, like you look at certain people who are successful, who are doing well, who have lives that you want. And you're like, well, I should be where he needs to be. Envy is a problem. But then you're like, well, I'm going to do this to get there, not knowing that if you're doing 10 hours a week, he's doing 100. Right. So there's not a level of understanding of to get to where you're going to be. Come on. I think you, the way you last episode broke down the business of how you make money right. and how strategic and how and how and how focused you were and how you how you knew every single nook and cranny about the business. Right. And I'm like, other people are at rock bottom mm -hmm. trying to get to where you're trying to be right. and putting in one-tenth of the work. Right. Of one-tenth of that work. Right. And so there, there needs to be a conversation amongst men like you right. who are actually putting the work in, right. actually getting the results to let the other guys know, if you want this kind of life, you need to be in the gym 100 hours a week. Right. All right, guys, we got to take a quick break from this amazing episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Skillshare is a one-of-a-kind online learning community where you can learn all types of amazing creative entrepreneurial design skills that you can be able to add to your everyday life to become the best version of yourself. Guys, all throughout the episode, you're going to be getting so many amazing tangible tips and so much gems so that you guys can be the best version of yourself. And Skillshare has so many 
free. I'm talking about free online course that you can take today. You can sign up for these things. I know a lot of guys have been loving the how to find your purpose course and so many other courses that are available for free on Skillshare. So go to Skillshare.com slash roommates to get your one month free of Skillshare premium. So many men in the roommates community have been doing Skillshare, have been growing from Skillshare, and you need to join their numbers. Skillshare.com slash roommates. And let's get back to this week's episode. And, and, and so the, the workflow, the workflow, whatever your workflow is, equals what your outcome is gonna be, okay? Yeah. So, so for example, when I wanted to learn guitar, I literally did nothing else for seven hours a day but strum. Mm -hmm. And I started out strumming, sitting down, and then I started, then I strum standing up, mm -hmm. and I would strum looking in the mirror, and then I would strum singing. I, I literally break everything down to the atom yeah. of what this looks like. Even when I make my own flyers, I joined Canva.com. Mm. So Canva.com is $11 a month and you can make flyers, social media stuff, the whole nine. So I didn't have to learn Photoshop and it's literally drag and drop. Yeah. So one of the things that I looked at when I was gonna make my concert posters is they need to see a picture of me for branding. Mm -hmm. They need to know my name. They need to know the date and the address. Yeah. Those are the Biggest, most things that people need to know. Date, name, address, where is it going? Where's it gonna be? Who's doing it? Yeah. And that's what I made all my posters like. So I need my name big, the address big, the date big, and at ticket, we can put that at the bottom where it's clickable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people don't break things down to the atoms. So now the posters are way more effective. Yeah. I see artists and taking pictures and I'm like this. <laughs> Why aren't you showing your face? Yeah. Show your face. Let people know who you are. Yeah. And even in that aspect of what are we gonna do? So my workflow is I wake up in the morning, I get up probably about 5.30. Um, my CrossFit class is at six. I like CrossFit because it's 50 minutes of hell yeah. and then you're done. Yeah. So I'm done at seven, I stretch, I hydrate, I get back to my house and then I'll shower and get cleaned up and about eight o'clock, it gives me an hour to check emails and then I have my assistant and my office girl that comes in at nine. So I already have projects for her to do so when she comes in, Bam, 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 bam. These are the four things I need you to get done. Awesome. While she's working on that, I start writing or I make videos that are content. Mm -hmm. So by 10 a.m., I've already worked out eight. I, I have my help and she's working already. And then I'm already on content at 10 a.m., but we have everything that we need. 10 a.m. to 11 or about 11 to noon, I start looking at contracts because if it's noon here, central yeah. in Dallas, it's 10 a.m. in California. So I have clients in California. They're getting up. I'm the first thing on their mind. I'm the first phone call they receive. Yeah. It's also 12 o'clock. It's 1 o'clock in Atlanta, in New York. They're coming back from lunch. I get the second half of their day. Mm. Everything is strategized. Okay. So 1 o'clock to 2.33, then I just work and then I'm done. 3 mm. o'clock, I'm done. Yeah. Because my brain can't do anymore. That's real. And it allows me to go, okay, I'm gonna breathe and then I can invest in my family. Mm. But I literally try to work. So 5 a.m. I'm up, I'm done at three. Yeah. And then by eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, I'm done, I'm asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause then I wanna get back in. But I know in country music, I need to look better than other people because I feel like, and it may not be real, but I am a black country artist. Yeah. I know white guys, they can come in with the beer belly and flannel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be finer than him. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, I want a leg up, even if it's just mental in my mind. Yeah, the word says, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your." I got to get my mind right to say, "I'm a, I'm a star." As soon as I walk in the room, yeah, every time I walk, that's what I want to feel like. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, 
most band members, most artists, they just want to have a, a, a website where they show their tour dates and, hey, follow me and all this. I wanted money. I created a Shopify store mm. that used a plug-in that showed them my calendar, but I'm selling hats. I'm selling koozies. I'm selling cameos. I'm selling video dedications. And I'm selling my live show to go along with it. Mm. And if you have a Shopify store, it's easier for people to buy a package. Yeah. You put a package together, get a hat, get a t-shirt, get CDs that are autographed. That's going to be 50 bucks. Yeah. You want a hundred dollar package. We got that too. Click. You get it all. Love y'all. See ya. Mm -hmm. Packages always work. Mm. The experience is what people want to pay for. So let them pay for your products, but then you upcharge them for access. That's good. Nah, that's, that's, that's amazing. And and yeah, man, I think I think you breaking it down, like you said, to that Adam is something so important for men, especially men who are trying to get into business. Because and guys that never had an example. Exactly. Now, now we're getting into what I want to get into. Because one of the things that I've noticed the most, and I get this question all the time, is that society has not realized how many young men have no example. By God's grace, you, you have an amazing father. I have an amazing father as well. And our fathers probably gave us so many hidden gems that we even we couldn't even count how much blessings Barely catching had. them now. Exactly. And so I always think about the young man who had none of it. Right. The young man who who had, if not no parents at home besides maybe an auntie or uncle, you know, who and was he, forced He's watching hip-hop videos, so he's dressing like that. That's his favorite artist that two girls are liking. Yeah. That's, he got the groupies around him. That's what he thinks he's supposed to walk like, talk yeah. like, act like. But that ain't him. Yeah, 100%. And so one of the things I'm always trying to do is I'm trying to first start off with that guy. I want to give that guy value. I want Absolutely. to give that guy help. I, agree with I that. want to help build that guy up. And then obviously we get to more of the mature guys who have it situated. So my question to you, and I ask guys who always come on the podcast, successful men who I respect this same question. I have a 25-year-old guy right now, 25 years old. He lives with his parents. He barely graduated high school, has not a lot of skills. He works part-time at a grocery store. He's not in good shape. He's not motivated. He doesn't have a lot of friends, but he wants to live a life of excellence, a life of greatness, but he does not know where to start. What are your tangible steps for that guy sitting on the couch at his mother's house? No direction, no path. What are tangible steps you would give that young man to begin his path to becoming the man God created him to be? If you go to a hospital, no matter what's wrong with you, liver, heart, bleeding, arm about to fall off because you can't really ride a motorcycle, you're trying to be Meek Mill, you did something dumb. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you go in the hospital, they check blood pressure, they check your temperature, and they want to make sure that before you even go in for the other treatment, that the basics are covered. Mm. The basics in this game to be 1% is not motivation. It's the inspiration. Why, why do you want to be the 1%? Mm. I need you to figure out what that motive is. And I want you to figure out why you don't have the energy to fulfill that motive. Mm. Why are you on the couch? I don't care about grocery store. Everybody started somewhere. I worked at Dairy Queen for three days. They mm. fired me. <laughs> I bought my own seasonings when I was cooking. <laughs> the burgers was bland. And I don't play no bland burger. I'm just letting you know right now. Period. I ain't playing that. Y'all been to the cookout, homie. So Dairy Queen fired me for bringing my own seasonings, making the burgers right. And then they closed. Told you. So out of that, why aren't you motivated? Mm. I need to figure out why you have the lack of energy. Mm. 
And you need to figure that out. So let's go to the triage of your own spirit and say, why don't I want to get up? Why don't I want to be the best version of myself? Why don't I want to start a business? Am, am I afraid? Am I intimidated? Do I feel entitled? And, and it's okay, but I need you to feel that and get over that. Yeah. A broken heart still beats. Yeah. A broken crayon can still make a beautiful picture, but it's got to be used. The reason why you're not moving, find that out. Mm. Then we can get real. Yeah. Because you won't want to get up and work out and get better because there's so many days, even when you're successful, that you don't want to make videos, that you don't want to sing, that you don't want to go and do fulfillment or create a product. There's days when you just don't want to do it, but you got to do it. Mm. If you don't have the actual knowledge of you and why you feel this way, you will not make it. Mm. You cannot lead a house if you don't know where you're going your own self. You can't attract A-type women, 1% type woman, if you're not leading them. Yeah. They will blow you out of the water. You will not be ready. Mm. I'm raising three girls and a little boy. My three girls will blow the guys out of the They won't stand a chance mm. because they grew up watching me. Mm. You have got to say, why am I losing? What are the reasons why? Oh my, why is my quarterback keep getting hit? Because my offensive line is trash. Mm. You can have Patrick Mahomes. He's still going to end up running 500 yards because they're trying to get him because the offensive line was trash. Yeah. Guys, what are your basics? Why are you not fulfilling the basics? Mm. You got to know that. Yeah. Is it because of a broken heart? Is it because... One girl dumped you and all of a sudden you feel like all of them are the same way? Yeah. Is it because you didn't hear from your parents that you can do it? Yeah. Did your parents just give you an iPad and say, here, go move? Is, is there the lack of attention? Because mm. you, you need attention. You need to get that fulfillment for somebody to say, no, this is what you're good at. Yeah. This is what you're good at. And if you never hear that, you don't know. Mm. Are you afraid to try? This, you got to get into the triage of your spirit and check your own temperature and check your own blood pressure to realize where am I losing? People don't want to look at where they're losing because Instagram and Facebook only shows the highlights of the wins. Yeah. But every guy I've ever met wants to know why we're losing. Mm. Why was it hard for you to get the podcast up? Because you needed two more hands. Yeah. So you can focus on the questions and the delivery and the client. Yeah. Now you got help. Yeah. Why are we losing? If you're afraid to look at why you're losing, you'll never win. No, that's real. I love it. I love every bit of it because I think, man, we live in an age where I think for a lot of people, they're afraid of looking in the mirror. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid of the silence. You know, I think about, you know, in the book of Matthew, all throughout the gospels, you see Jesus would retreat to the isolation, to the right. silence, pray to the father, reflect whatever, whatever he was doing. And I see that in today's world, a lot of guys will not do that. Won't Social go. media, TV, video games, they, they need the distraction because the reality is they're afraid of looking at that man in the mirror. Right. You can't live through me, through yeah. my Instagram. Yeah. I can't live through any other art. I can't. Yeah. Because the demon of comparison will rob you of your blessing and your future. That's real. The moment you start comparing, the moment you start putting envy out there or I need to, you, no, no. That's that person's blessing. And yeah. you know what they had to do to get there. Mm. It may have been something sketchy. It may, you don't know. Yeah. I need you to run your own race. I need blinders here. Because yeah. if the word says, be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, your path is yours. Yeah. I can't run your race. Mm. I can't. Yeah. 
So once you figure out what your race is, that you have to run what your destiny is, and there's ways to get paid. People don't realize you can get paid for whatever your gift is. Yeah. And now because of social media, Facebook, Instagram, you can find your audience like that. Mm-hmm. And it's your fault that you don't know how to find your audience because tutorials are here, YouTube is here. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Now, man, I, I, I tell guys all the time, I'm like, we live in a generation. There was a time, and Coffey talked about in the last episode, where people were suffering because of a lack of information. Jose you, know, you know what I mean? There Absolutely. was there was a time where if you were the temptations and you got a contract, you didn't know what you were signing. You know, there was a time that, you know, if you were, you know, anybody and you were trying to get into entertainment, you had to go to either CBS, NBC, ABC. There was a time where you just, there was not the information present. Those days are long and gone. Gone. If you don't know your business, it is your fault. I had a music producer call me yesterday. Well, what what does four points on a deal look like? Because I'm I'm producing the record, so what is four? If we do a million streams, how much does that make me? I said, if your CFO, your manager, and you don't know what you're making, this is not the business for you, my friend. Yeah. If you're asking me, I'm going to give you the least amount because I want to make the most. Exactly. This called business. Yeah. If you don't know your business, it lets me know that I may not hire you for the next album that we do. Mm-hmm. So go figure that out and we'll talk tomorrow. And I hung up. Let's stop right there, Cafe. You go figure that out. One of the things I've noticed so many people, they want handouts. They don't want to go themselves and go figure it out. They want you to give them every single step-by-step spoon-feeding to be able to get something, one of the things I tell people all the time, shout out to all the amazing moms in the world. Moms are a blessed mom for, or a gift from God. I don't ever want to diminish anybody's Absolutely mother. Not. One of the things that you notice that sometimes moms are guilty of is by doing too much yep. and, pat, and, and making that child so dependent upon her and babying and spoon feeding that child so much. And what dads are really good at is dads won't give you the answer. He'll make you find the answer. Right. He'll tell you, you ask dad, hey, dad, um, how how many stars is, is in our galaxy? There's Atlas. Go look it up. Right. You know what I mean? And so he will make you learn right. how to fish, not just throw some fish at you. Absolutely. So many guys are conditioned to wanting you to give them all the fish without any desire of them putting in the work and having to go and learn to Come fish on. themselves. Nobody in the in the business world is your mama. Yeah. I'm not your mama, I'm not your daddy. Yeah. And if I have to raise you in the game, you, you, different level, mm-hmm. different level. And Go ahead, go ahead. Let me finish. Go ahead. <laughs> if I, if I gotta raise you in the game, this is not for you. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm the other side of my wife, my, my son and my wife, boy, they close. Yeah. That's her boy. That's her firstborn. Yeah. That's her jelly preserver. <laughs> pop, pop. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell him stuff. And I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> she walk in the room. I say, You see daddy do that? <laughs> he go, No, sir. I said, Will you ever see daddy do that? Yeah. No, I said, that ain't how boys move. Mm. She talking from a girl perspective. Yeah. I said, you want to leave your house? Yeah. If something ever happened to me, your sisters are your responsibility. You think I would move like that? No, sir. Okay. So let mama be mama, but that's not how we move. <laughs> let him know. Period. Let him know. He's like, okay. Yeah. You go to football practice. 
He, he was running, didn't stop fast enough, hit the side of the wall, hurt himself, scratched his knee up. She get up, ha, ha, ho, she gone. Yeah. Uh-uh. Grabbed her hand, sat down. Yeah. What? I said, sit down. Yeah. Babe, he's hurt. It's football. Yeah. Texas football. Mm -hmm. So California, you can do that. You can give them broccoli, tacos, or whatever you want to do when this is over. They're doing that different here. Babe, he's hurt. He came over crying. He was like, Daddy, that hurt. I go, uh-huh. Did you die? Yeah. Nope. Come on. Wipe your face. I said, wipe your face. Good job. Way to play it all. Yeah. That did hurt. Yeah. He was like, oh, man. He's like, all right. Crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put his helmet on. Said, don't let your teammates see no tears. Okay. Yeah. He got to learn. Yeah. She was like, babe, I don't know about this. I said, well, don't come. <laughs> don't come at the end. This is part of it. Yeah. This part of it. So now he'll come to me and be like, that's girls. I'm like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just learn the difference. Yeah. Even some of his friends. And one of his friends talked back to the parents. Yeah. Whatever, mom. Oh, <laughs> shut up. He did it. <laughs> I said, that's they house. Yeah. The little boy's daddy was sitting right next to him. I said, his daddy let him talk to his wife like that? That's they house. Not over here. <laughs> yes, sir. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah. So I want him to learn the difference that the Andersons do what I tell you how we are going to be in our own family. They do what they want in their own house. Yeah. That's his house. Yeah. If he let his son talk to his wife sideways, that's different. If you talk to your mama like that, I'm going to step in because that was my wife before that was your mom, <laughs> homeboy. So please understand, I won't let anybody disrespect my wife. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you become that dude instead of my kid. Ooh. Yeah. So when you talk crazy to her, now you a dude. Yeah. <laughs> now we talking. Coffee. My bad. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. If, if you don't catch that, you, you ain't got your hands. You, you can't catch no one. You can't. One of the things we talked about on the phone. I did a video called one of the biggest things holding men back today. Yo, that <laughs> First of all, some of the stuff you talk about is as awkward as a dry animal. <laughs> like like you you give it to him hard. Listen, man. Bro, I'm so this is my yo, this man keep going. I'm Listen. Stop. And one of the biggest things I said was the victim mindset. I said the victim mindset is plaguing so many men today, like talk about a real pandemic that's plaguing so many people today. And one of the things that I said was when you become a victim, you can never be a victor. I remember that. <laughs> when you become, when you, when you're the victim, when you view yourself as I cannot win because of A, B, C, D, E, huh. F, G, whatever you play that game, huh. then, then you can never win. The mindset is set. And so to me, it's something in which I try to have compassion in my video. And I said, I don't deny that you went through hell. Some people abuse right like real life abuse not Abs just some no, like absolutely. people have been through hell absolutely. on this planet and, and, you, and, you, and you can't uh depreciate that you can't or, yeah, you right. can't, can't i, value I won't devalue i won't disrespect it but the reality of life come is on. no matter what you've been through in life no one's going to come and save you no i was putting together an event for my wife's birthday mm -hmm. 
and we had a crawfish bowl and everybody coming through. DJ, hey, yeah. this is how we do the cookout, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and so we had a black cookout in a white neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> My white parents was like, this is lit. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, come on. Yeah, we yeah. let you slide and they bumping it to each other. <laughs> it was awesome. So, <laughs> you know, we got black folks cooking. It's yeah, crawdads. Yeah, yeah. They going right. Yeah. So my buddies show up, and I, we brought a barber because I needed everybody to be edged up because yeah. you ain't coming to the party looking tech. The barber was in my garage at the crib. Oh, wow. Okay? So we got the chair, the whole nine. Brothers is on bourbon. It's like 11 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we get to the event, and um, one of the guys that was cutting hair was from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so um, I said... I don't believe we're oppressed living in 2021. Yeah. And he went, oh. <laughs> 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 you know, he started beatboxing, breathing deep. He's, you know, he get the stance, Bro brother, he hit yeah. me with the brother, with the brother. <laughs> you don't believe there's oppression? Yeah. The, the systematic, black white man I, I said uh what business you got he said oh man i got my hair cutting business we got a music video business we worked with migos not too long ago i said awesome when they called you or did you call them did my, he goes i reached out i heard some things and sent them a bid i said okay whenever you was sending the bid out what white person hit you on your hands and said you can't do that mm -hmm. i said when you when you when you came what what bathroom did you use? Mm -hmm. Color the whites. Mm -hmm. I said, Papa. My daddy came out. Mm -hmm. I said, Daddy. He said, we oppressed. Tell him about being married to a black woman in the 60s. Yeah. He said, on my honeymoon, my wife wanted to see the white sands in Florida. Mm. I take her to North Florida. They go to the motel. Pays the man. She's getting everything situated. You know, it's her honeymoon. She's beautiful. They walk in through the front. Guy goes, ooh, Mr. Anderson. Can't have a black woman here. Mm. That is it. What black woman you see? That's Gloria. Yeah. That's my wife. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. He said, we stayed at the, at the motel. Yeah. On the white sands by the water. Mm -hmm. He said, her clothes was torn when she was young because she had to turn to the wall mm. when white people walked by. Boom. Mm. You ain't oppressed, son. Yeah. He said, go get your money. Yeah. Go get rich. Yeah. Go get it done. Yeah. Black and beautiful. Yeah. He said, yes, sir. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So you can say they don't want us to get ahead, but nobody's stopping you from learning from Neo Davis. Yeah. Nobody's stopping you from learning from Derek Grace. Yeah. Nobody's stopping you from watching this podcast. Who is they? Yeah. I had a woman tell me, oh, I'm a feminist. You don't want to talk to me. <laughs> Guys like you are scared of women like me. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so they ain't made a woman I'm scared of. Except my mom and grandma. Because they were switching. They ain't made a woman I'm scared of. I said, I was eighth grade dating a varsity cheerleader. <laughs> they ain't made a woman. I'm scared of it. If I like it, I'm going to go talk to them. Yeah. She said, oh, I'm a feminist. I said, well, me too. Yeah. She said, oh, now you see, here you go. The arrogance. I said, no, no, no. Yeah. 
I got three little girls I'm raising. Mm-hmm. I want them to know they're beautiful. Know they're strong, strong enough and smart. No, I want them to start their own business and make their own money. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to shoot straight and reload. Mm-hmm. I'm a feminist. Yeah. The difference is, is mine is rooted in love and yours is rooted in hate. Mm. She did this and walked out. <laughs> See the difference? Yeah. You can love people to life or you can love them to death. Yeah. Choice is yours. Yeah. So don't hit me with the feminist junk. We're a lot, we have a lot more in common than people think. Yeah. Nah, man. I think uh when you first when you told me that story, it's it's something where I, I tell people all the time, it's like life has an interesting way of giving you what you ask for. Um, there is a see why I love him. <laughs> see why I love him. There, there, there was a revised version of uh, "Think and Grow Rich," and and in chapter one, he said that he realized that life asks, life gives you a blank check, and whatever number you write on that hey! check is exactly what it's going to give you. Come on. So, so if you if you think life, he said, not a penny less, not a penny more. If you say to life, "I'm oppressed, I can't make it." I'm going to go through hardships. I'm going to go through suffering. Nobody's going to help me. No one cares about me. The, the, the systematic, you know, da, 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 like he said, all That's this stuff. That's what you're going to see. You, you can say, life, give me $10,000. Life is like, sure. That's exactly what I'm going to give you. Next. Next. It's going to give it to you. And what, and, what I, and what I've seen, I have never Come on. met in my life a person right now who has the mindset of success, who puts in the work, who does not reap what they've sown. Every time. I've, n- I've never, I've, I, I've yet to see it. Right. And let me say this. Hard work doesn't equal success. No, it doesn't. Because I know people that work 12 hours a day and won't get ahead. Mm-hmm. So you have to change your path sometimes. And that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And let me say this. The hardest thing you'll ever do is break out of the middle class. Yeah. We weren't taught it wasn't set up for us to do that. Mm-hmm. But now, because of information, mm-hmm. you literally can. Yeah. I know people that make a half a million a month selling skincare mm. just for the black community. Mm-hmm. I know a woman that sells hair. She sells hair and makes $100,000 a month through Shopify. Yeah. She sells tracks. Yeah. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you have in your hands? If you see a need and feel it, it happens every time. Yeah. I felt like people needed to have a country artist that was family friendly. Because yeah. every country artist I saw was bear, bear, truck, truck, <laughs> girl, girl, tail. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. But that also gets rid of everybody that's not 21. Yeah. So I wanted to make fun country music that the whole family could go to because even when Priscilla got sick, I wanted her to be able to go to my shows yeah. and bring our babies. Yeah. So I made family friendly country. Will Smith ain't broke. Yeah. So when you make something family friendly, which is opposed to everything in the media, mm-hmm. um, what, what's the girl's name? Nor, Normani. Um, I'm not. Normani. I don't know. She's an R&B singer. No, Normani. Something. Love her music. Yeah. She did a video with Cardi B. First scene, she's lip locked with Cardi mm-hmm. naked. Yeah. <sighs> you don't have to sell out because sex only sells what isn't good enough to sell on its own. Mm. How are we talking? It's only good enough. To, sex is only only sells, but isn't good enough to sell on its own. Yeah. So when we started making family friendly country music, opposed to what everybody else was doing, yeah, I made seven times the money. Mm. Why is that? 
It doesn't have to be geared towards kids. But if it's family friendly, now you have seven wallets. Yeah. What does that mean? Grandma, granddaddy, me, ma, paw, paw, mama, daddy, and the kids. Yeah. If it's only 21 and up, you only got one. Yeah. So now seven times our money just by taking certain words out. Yeah. If you guys look at what's needed and fill that need, money comes every time. Something else um, I, I noticed, uh, it's kind of in, in, in line with what you said previously. And it's a lot of people are not prepared for the life that they want to live or the blessings that they're asking God to give them. Right. And what I've seen is that a lot of men who are successful, who have achieved the life that they're called to live, they were preparing for doing the work, like I said previously, mm -hmm. to when life happens, they could live it successfully. And it's not just being prepared for the mountaintop, but also being prepared for the valleys. Right. And, and I, we, we, have, we have valleys. We're, yeah. You know. Yeah. And so one of the things that you've experienced is your wife yeah. and cancer. Right. And, and this, this is something that honestly, it, it, really, it really moved me. Because I can only imagine what you and your right. family were dealing with. And my prayers were constantly going out to you. Thank you, brother. And, and what I tell guys all the time is that life is going to punch you in the mouth. Man. No matter who you are. I don't know what kind of punch that might be. Right. That might be a punch from Mike Tyson. That might be a punch from Amanda Holyfield. Right. That might be a punch from Floyd Mayweather. You're going to get hit. You, but you're going to get hit get right hit. in the mouth. You're going to get hit. And so I tell guys that what I'm trying to say is not about women and money and status and fame. This is about being a man, living your life, and being able to deal with the mountains and the valleys. Right. So when you were going through the the cancer still your wife and still and st yeah. and you're, sorry forgive me no no you're good. as you guys are going through this from the beginning to where you're at now what were some of the things that you felt like were instilled in you right. that allowed you to be so positive allowed you to constantly continue to fight this battle that you've been going through every day i think well number one i had a I had when when my mother got diagnosed with cancer um, how old were you i was the first time I was seven. Okay. She passed away 17 days before my 11th birthday. I was 10. Mm. But I remember when her body just, when cancer was eating up her lungs and never smoked a day in her life. Grew up in the East Texas where all the refineries were. It's just dense air. It's trash. So I remember my dad picking her up because she, she was too weak to walk, putting her in the bathtub. And I remember she just kind of had her head almost on her chest he was washing her back. So I grew up seeing him care give. Mm -hmm. So when Priscilla got sick, I almost, and you don't, you don't know why you go through things. You don't know why you see them mm. until later. Yeah. So you're going, all right, Lord, why did this happen? Because we prayed in Jesus' name that she'd be healed. It didn't happen. Mm. So what happens when the call is bigger than what you're used to hearing mm. or what you want? What happens when your desires aren't what life gives you? Mm. I never got bitter. I think the biggest thing in my mind was I realized that life was so short that good things do happen to bad, that bad things happen to good people. Mm. 
And once you get that in your mind, that bad things happen to good people, so I'm just going to be prepared. Mm. And our second year of marriage with Priscilla and I, we decided to fight for each other and not with each other. Mm. So even if we disagree, all right, cool. I think you're crazy in that aspect, but I still love you. We're going to move on. Yeah. For real. So when we did really get hit, cancer diagnosis, the prognosis wasn't very long for her to live. Mm. We have, I have three little kids. I actually had to wean our last baby because she was breastfed. Chrisilla can't get chemo and breastfeed. Mm. So while she is at the hospital, I'm weaning. Mm -hmm. So the baby's up crying. I'm up with her. But at 7 a.m. when visitation opens up, I got to be at the hospital. Yeah. So I think with all of that, the trials that I had before prepared me for the punch that I got later. Mm. I knew I wasn't going to sleep. I knew I wasn't going to happen. So I prepared myself to rest when I could. Yeah. And that's why I started doing the music and everything. And so what it made me do, it made me hire a producer because I was always producing the records. It took a lot of time. I'd write the song, send it to Nashville, y'all produce it. Now I'm going to cut vocals in the garage. Yeah. So I'd sing my songs the best I could, send it to them, mix master, y'all handle it. Mm -hmm. So it, it made my workflow faster. Yeah. So now when she is awake, I could spend time or help or get her to the treatments and all that kind of stuff. It also made me realize how much of our health we actually have in our own hands. Mm. We went to Spain. They taught you how to do your own blood pressure, how to prick your own finger and test your own self. Mm. We go to Mexico. We start realizing that, that in Mexico, you can get a bee venom shot. So when a, like from a bee sting, yeah. for cancer patients that have went through chemo, they'll give you a, a bee shot. And what it does, it builds your immune system. So when you get stung by a wasp, or a bee, it actually makes your immune system turn into Teflon inside your body. Mm. So you almost put this armor inside of your body. For people that go through chemo or dialysis, their immune system is trash. Yeah. So people say, oh, well, they died of cancer. No, they died of chemo. Mm. They died of radiation because their immune system was already so thin, it was glass. Yeah. You start learning about different treatments. Mm -hmm. You start learning about what fast food really does to your body. Mm. So it made us change our lifestyle but in the midst of the gut punch that came from her diagnosis, how am I gonna live? Yeah. I've, I've never cried in front of her because mm. I won't let myself do it. Yeah. Are there times I sit in my truck and weep my eyes out because I'm afraid? Absolutely. But I won't cry in front of her and my babies. Yeah. Because I have to be that oak, yeah. deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. And so single-minded to where I say, you're gonna get healed. We're gonna do everything we can. You're gonna be here for the girls, for their, for their, when they have their babies. Yeah. You're gonna be in the living room. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be there for our son on his, when he walks down the aisle. You're gonna be there for the prom. Those are real things. Mm -hmm. It's not about cars, it's not about houses. Those things are amazing. Yeah. Are you really setting yourself and your family up for success? Yeah. I want my wife to not even know we have bills mm. so she can work on healing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't cry in front of her yeah. when I'm upset, when I'm bothered. She talks to me, you're going to get healed. If one person can beat it, everybody can beat it. Andersons never lose. Yeah. Now our kids are saying, Andersons never lose. Yeah. That's powerful. No, I think. Um, and I know it's all over the place. No, we're good. We're good. But, no, we're but good. It, that's the reality because cancer is up, down, left, right. You feel good today, but the cancer cells are back. Okay, so let's go back into this. Oh, no, they're down, but her body is down now. Mm. So it's this. Yeah, yeah. So can you be immovable? Yeah. Can you be steady yeah. in the midst of the storm? Yeah. No, that's powerful. And and that and that message to me, 
is to the young men who right now are going through something and not realizing why. Right. That that it's young, it's, it's for later. That young Carfayette who's ten years old, mm-hmm. weeping right. because of what his mom was going through. Right. And the like he didn't understand what that was Absolutely. for. And so to me, there 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 is always a purpose in the pain. Right. But we just as humans just don't know it just yet. Right. And so that's why I'm I'm constantly telling guys everything that we're telling you, there's 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 deeper messages when you turn off the internet. And that's why for me I'm so I'm so passionate about what I do. Cause for a lot of people, the guys are just they're just a, a comment. They're just an avatar. You know, they're just somebody sending a message. These are human beings to me. Right. Who have lives, who have stories, who have dreams, who have goals, who have ambitions, who have pain, who have who have tears. And so to me, it's like you gotta see that as a man, like all these things that are happening are here to build you up. And I love what you told your son after he experienced the 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 hurt in football practice. Are you dead? You did? No. Nope. Let's go back in. I said, wipe your face. Don't let your teammates see no tears. Because if you're a leader, yeah, you can't you can't look like that. And let me and know what's beautiful about that. Re- men who give the best advice, in my opinion, are men who live out their advice. Absolutely. Because think about what you just told them. Wipe your face. Don't let your teammates see it. Right. Go back in the game. You said you were in the car. You're weeping. What do you do? Wipe your face. Don't let your teammates wow, see crazy. it. And go back in with right. your wife and go back in with your kids. Right. They need to see leadership that's immovable. Because yeah. even the, the Bible says uh, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Mm-hmm. Are we single-minded? Mm-hmm. That's their house. Our house, you don't disrespect. Yeah. That's their house. Yeah. We move different. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as a family, when we walk into a place, we move different. Yeah. Move different. I remember Chrisilla would always say, Baby, you're so hard on them when they don't listen. Yeah. You just they they just didn't pick up their shoes. I need obedience. Yeah. And it's not that. If they go the first time we say pick up your shoes and take them to your room, please. And they do that, great. Mm-hmm. Second time I say, what I say about the shoes, mm-hmm. right? It's no different than when I say, look both ways, wait at the sidewalk, because when we're crossing a busy street, because they listened in the house, it's already outside. The hard part is, is most people want to worry about, don't cross the street, Timmy, but they don't make them do the small uh. things for obedience before you even get there. I don't have to yell at my kids about crossing the street because we already talked about obedience at the house when it came to something as small as shoes. If you think small things don't matter, that is where you are defeated. Small things matter every time. Let me tell you a story about what you just said. At that point, it really hit me. Now they got kids on a leash. Yeah. If you had them pick up the shoes and be obedient in the house, you ain't got to work. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me tell you a story. Where's the lie? Let me tell you a story where there is no lie in what you just said. I won't share this person's detail because this person doesn't want me to share personal stories about them. But I, I knew a man um, who had multiple children. And one day, his wife went to pick up his um, daughter from preschool. So he's sitting in the car. His wife went to go pick up the daughter from preschool. You know, I think the daughter was like four or five whatever so the wife and daughter leave the preschool the daughter sees the dad in the car she loves daddy you know daddy oh she's excited she smacks mom's hand out and runs to daddy 
Little does she know that the car is parked behind the street, in the parking lot behind the street. And this is one of the most busiest intersections in town. That's the last thing you want to do is watch your child. And there's a car coming, not seeing this little girl right. run into the street. The man told me, like an instinct, he just got up and said, stop! The moment the, do- the g- girl here, literally, he said, seconds from crossing the street, she heard stop, stopped, dead in her tracks. Right. If he would have raised those children to listen to him the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, that would have cost his daughter her life that day. Her life. Because you don't want to have the balls to set standards in your house. Mm-hmm. Boundaries give freedom. Yeah. Catch what I'm saying. Boundaries give freedom. Yeah. When a woman sets boundaries on the guys that she's dating, all of a sudden he becomes a different dude. Yeah. Or she starts to attract a different type of man. Yeah. Boundaries give freedom. Yeah. If you say, I'm going to save myself for marriage and this is what I want, you'll attract someone that has the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you say, we just going to go crazy and there's no boundaries, there's no safety. Yeah. I got a really good dog. He's better in a yard with a fence. Yeah. Because then he knows that's his domain. Outside of that yard, stop, sit, listen. I'm in control. In the yard, you can protect it and go crazy. One, as wild as you want to walk, run. Mm-hmm. My yard, you can do it. Boundaries give freedom. Yeah. Even in your own yard, when you get, when you, when you, one day you'll have babies, they start going crazy. All right, y'all go play in the yard. They can go crazy because there's a boundary that they can do whatever they want. Mm. And you know it's safe. Yeah. Boundaries give freedom. Even when it comes to raising children, when it comes to business, Certain people treat you, certain clients treat you a certain way. I mean, there was a guy who was like, hey, I paid for this. I don't need to be treated. I said, listen, I'm going to give you your refund, and I'm just like, I'm going to let you know, we will never do business with you again. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. We don't need your money. Mm. I don't need your money. I need peace. Yeah. And I won't work where there's not peace. And let's talk about peace. So when you came in earlier, we were talking about the uh, – the uh, the OnlyFans video from uh, when, oh, I, when, I, when I was on the uh, the podcast and and one of the one of the points that I brought up in the video was I said a lot of times when you're 23 25 you're around these very beautiful attractive women you don't realize that that woman is gonna be the mother to your children and that woman's gonna be the person that potentially will be living in your home and so right now you don't see that that kind of behavior mm-hmm. that you're tolerating me because you like the sexual attention or whatever, whatever's going on, you don't realize that's the kind of behavior that will ruin your life in the future. Right. And it's women that give that peace, women that really have the character and substance, those women can help magnify your life versus the liabilities Absolutely. who will only tear your life down. Absolutely. And so one of the things I wasn't, I wasn't trying to suspect or shame. I was just trying to let guys know I've seen one man too many who's ruined his life. Right. By choosing the wrong partner. By choosing the wrong partner. And people can change. I've seen it. Because they wanted to. Yet. Yet. <laughs> if you let a snake loose in the room and cut off the lights, Somebody getting bit. <laughs> All I'm saying is, yeah. at some point, you can't expect a scorpion not to sting because that's who they really are. Man. <laughs> that's who they really are. 
So I need you to adjust your focus. Yeah. Similar to what he did today. Yeah. I see the picture, but what am I really focusing on yeah. in the picture? Mm. And I, when I wanted to have my family, I wanted someone that was good with kids because mm -hmm. I wanted children. I wanted someone that I could trust when I wasn't around. Yeah. I wanted someone that was just as attracted to me as I was to them. Yeah. Because you can be attracted to somebody doesn't mean that, that you're their type. Yep. And their type is going to win out because <laughs> you, cause you like what you like. Exactly. So if you can be choosy. Yeah. I want everybody to be, be choosy. And have awkward conversations when you first start dating. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. And shout out to all the women that are still holding their boundaries, yeah. keeping their morals, because they're not getting play right now. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think women are under attack. Mm. Go ahead, break that down. I think women are under attack. Let's look at the Olympics. Okay. We have the fastest woman in the world that used cannabis to help calm her mind so she could sleep after losing her mom. Mm -hmm. and she can't run but a guy that identifies as a woman has been a dude his whole life yeah. can take hormones to cheat what his body already is to lift weights yeah. in the Olympics yeah. but you penalize an actual woman that can't run yeah. for a guy that says he's a woman mm. you're under attack mm. that's bullcrap yeah. it's bullcrap mm. so now he can compete Against other women. Yeah. Well, no matter what, even if he's not as strong, he's stronger than most women. Yeah. A weak man is stronger than most women. There is a weaker vessel is what the word says. Scientifically, it is what it is. Yeah, it's biological. So let's not be political right now. Let's be 100. Yeah. If my daughter's competing in a wrestling match and there's a guy that says, oh, now I'm a girl because I couldn't make varsity. Yeah. No, no, no. Where your daddy at? Both of y'all getting slapped if you put my baby in a chokehold. You the referee and your daddy. All y'all getting slapped if you choke my baby. We ain't, having, we ain't playing them games. Yeah. Women are under attack. Yeah. There are beautiful women that have worked their behind off, that have had very successful stories, and Caitlyn Jenner gets man of the year. Yeah. Woman of the year. Yeah. Women are under attack. Mm. Nah, man, that's 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 powerful. And so I guess it's my, not politically correct. No, it's not. It's not. But you're speaking. And, the but truth. this is my opinion. No, you're just speaking, you know, this is our show. We this is how we talk on this show. You speak, you speak 100 percent whatever is on your mind. And so my my question, my question to you is that do you feel as though that a lot of the good quality women are being overshadowed Absolutely. by a lot more of the negative women. Absolutely. And there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of this is what I'm saying. Turn off the mainstream media. Okay. In a lot of ways, turn it off. Okay. Because there is there is there's such a difference between what they're telling you is happening and what's really happening. Okay. When we look at I was I was just in the I was just going through the hood in Dallas. Mm -hmm. a, a dude was out with his with his trunk popped. He was like Hey, bro, I'm starting my cologne business, man. Starting right here. I got my own formula. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. Then there was another other guys on the other side that was slanging. Mm -hmm. But everybody was kind of paying attention to the slanging and not the business. I'm like, this the dude you want to talk to. Yeah. This the one you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. But we're conditioned in the media, mm. by the media, that this is what all of us look like. Mm. That's not. He here, too. Yeah. So... 
for every negative, there's 10 positives. Mm. And then by the time we, we left the, the store, I walked the store, I was like, you know, old boy selling his cologne outside. Hey, man, y'all come buy everything that he got in the trunk. Everybody went out and did it. Yeah. He literally almost sold out of his cologne just oh, by wow. somebody going, hey, he's doing his own business. We want to support each other. Yeah. We do. Yeah. So turn off the negativity. Yeah. Because there's no one holding you back. Yeah. And if you've been in a bad situation, assess why you're holding your own self back. Yeah. Because there's freedom. There's success, there's money, there's opportunities. Your mama don't have to work no more. Your daddy don't have to work no more. Yeah. You can get that house fixed. Even just starting a construction company for the hood. Yeah. There's crack sidewalks, start a cement company. Go get the, uh, the bid from the city. They'll pay you. Yeah. You already live there. Yeah. If the police aren't acting right in your town, go to the academy. Because yeah. community policing is the best policing ever. Yeah. Because it's hard to knock somebody upside the head and you grew up with them. Yeah. So. Or their kids play on a little league with your kids. Mm -hmm. It always works better when you live in the community. I agree. So going, going back a little bit to the point where you, you said a lot of the negativity is outshining the positivity. You know, so one of the things that we experience, especially with the show, is that there's a lot of guys, there's a culture of men who really feel as though, you know, because we live in today's society, you know, that teach a lot of these unhealthy behaviors to men and to women, that there's a lot of women who now begin to embody this because, you know, they may not have any dads. They may be raised on social media. They may be raised via the media. Social media is raising a lot of people. Boy. And so a lot of guys feel as though, like, the, the, they, they want what you have, Priscilla. They want these values. They want this kind of family. But they, but they feel as though there's not much out there for them to find, you know, blessings like you have. Right. You know, what, what would your message be to guys like that who, who feel as though, you know, the society has changed so much that, you know, a lot of people are falling on the wrong path and that path doesn't match their life? Um, so you, you, want, you want to talk about as far as relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as relationship goes, um, I, I dated. And I, but I didn't date. I, I didn't put all eggs in one basket. I didn't. I mean... And I dated a lot of girls from my church. I just wanted to go eat with them and just talk with them. Mm -hmm. And so out of that, you figure out kind of what your vibe is and what you like and what you vibe with, what you don't. Mm -hmm. And so the, my first basis was I wanted to start with meeting someone in my church that had similar beliefs. Mm -hmm. I have guys that married a Muslim girl and they're Christians. There's a lot of things, especially with holidays, yeah. which are big for kids, yeah. that they just don't mesh. Mm -hmm. When it comes to their eating habits, they don't mesh. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a girl that had a similar belief as what I did. So it would be easier when it comes to Christmas or how we give gifts or that type of thing. Oh, what we base our family values on. Mm -hmm. Now, all values aren't the same because different people value different things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So out of that, I wanted to get to know different people. So I was like, hey, I'm going, church is over with. Let's go eat. Let's go hang out. Let's see what's up and meet. And then out of that, I was like, ooh, she's cool, pretty. Mm -hmm. Not for me. Yeah. Cool, pretty. And I just, I never wanted to put a label so quick. Mm. And I never wanted to put myself in a compromising situation. So I wasn't picking them up at nine o'clock. Because then you know what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a different situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? If When I was looking for my partner mm -hmm. in life, I wanted, let's hang out in the daytime. I want to see how you really act, who you really are. Mm. Next thing I did, I, if I was interested, I'm like, cool, I'm going to come pick you up at the house. Mm. I go pick them up. I want to see how clean they were. <laughs> I know a very, very popular video girl yeah 
that I that I went to hang out with. Yeah. I went to the house. The house was bro, <laughs> garbage, <laughs> tra- old food. <laughs> I'm looking like, why your house smell like Popeyes <laughs> from three weeks ago? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Popeyes from three weeks ago. Oh my gosh! Dried eggs on the stove, just mm. messy. Nat roaches, <laughs> baby. <laughs> She made a million dollar move, but only had a two cent layup. Mm. <laughs> Can you finish? <laughs> so I know good and well, if she's by herself, and this is how she lives, when we have children, when I'm at work, when I'm coming in from touring, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. So if you want that one, you're gonna have to have a maid. Yeah. Take it into consideration. <laughs> she may be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna have to have a man. So yeah. you gotta weigh them out. Yeah. A lot of times guys don't don't vet the system because they're looking at cleavage, they're looking at the waistline, they're looking at followers, they're looking at other guys may want her, so now I want her. Mm. That may not be for you. Mm. Man. And another thing you told me, I remember I was asking you because I was doing some research for my um thing last summer I was doing a big brother series just different advice I would give young men oh, I got that text message yeah too. yeah and I remember I, I I sent you a message and I told you and I was like you know what would be one of your advice to to young men you know in regards to picking a partner you know to be able to you know create a long-term relationship and one of the things that you said was that you know find someone that you're attracted to that you're type because if not it's going to be very difficult when you go out into the world and you start seeing other women and so that didn't really resonate with me. And what I started realizing was that if you are a man who is, to, this goes to the advanced guys now, who's putting in the work, who's doing the steps, who's running a business successfully, who's growing spiritually, who's growing financially, who's getting in their best shape, who's doing the right thing and actually building a life legacy and future for himself and his children and future generations. Right. What's going to happen is as you go out, women will notice you. All day. All day. And so now what happens is the women that may not have been showing you attention five, 10 years ago are now the ones knocking on your door, sliding your DMs. So- and you, and you can't have an arrogance because they didn't choose you the first time they saw you. I know girls like, oh, now she want me. Yeah, yeah whatever. And, they, and I know a guy, he's 40 years old. He has this hatred against women because yeah. he wasn't who he is now. Yeah. Now he got the abs, he got the job, he yeah. got the money. Like he's more attractive. Yeah. So don't get mad when yeah. you was on the JV. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you were on the JV. Yeah, exactly. That's why you became who you are now. Don't be mad at her. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. And so then as that progressed, then I started realizing that as a married man, it's not like you're like, hey, I'm married and all of a sudden it's gonna stop. Nope. Sometimes even guys tell me it, it keeps on going, if not even worse. So my question to you as a married man, what is it like being a successful, you know, a handsome guy? What is it like dealing with the temptations from women on a consistent basis? You have to set your own boundaries and create your own environment. Okay. I'm successful enough to make my own environment. Okay. So my drummer is my accountability. So if we go somewhere, he gonna go with me because I gotta have a bump, gotta have the drummer. Mm-hmm. So he's literally my accountability. So when I go places, he's right there with me the whole time. He makes sure I go back to my tour bus by myself mm-hmm. every time. So I've set this precedent. We also have security that is like, so when I'm out, I'm good. But now, even when I'm at restaurants by myself, if I go eat somewhere or I'm with somebody, I just go, 
let me put myself out of a position because there's a whole lot of cameras around. Mm. Even if you're doing something meaningless, people can video it or take a picture and it looks sketchy. Mm. So 2 Thessalonians says to stay away from the appearance of evil. So I try to do that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Some guys can do that. And it, like today, my buddy Shannon is with me. I, I keep somebody. I was in Nashville for two days. My buddy Galen was with me, mm -hmm. you know, and he ugly. Ain't nobody trying to <laughs> you know, keep, keep your ugly buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not ugly. I'm just saying. He, he look like Tom Brady right yeah. now. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you just go it, set boundaries yeah. so that you can go and work. Yeah. Because the people that want you for your status, they don't want you. Yeah. They want your status. They want the, they want the bells and whistles that come with it. So, and I'm not crazy enough to think that they don't. So emotional, like on a scale of one to 10, like, do you feel like as you get older, it becomes easier? Do you feel like it gets harder? Like, no, dude, you're, you're going to be a dude for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's why I say when it comes to choosing your partner, first of all, start with your body type. Yeah. If you're, if you're a boob guy, that's all you need to go out with. <laughs> I love it. I'm 100. I love if it. If you're a booty guy, that's all you need to go out with. Yeah. If you want both of the bubbles, go to Miami. <laughs> for real. If you're good with the fake bait, yeah. Go, yeah. go to Miami. Yeah. Want a, want, hey, you want a blonde? Go to Norway. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I had a guy call me. He was like, hey, man, you're huge in Norway because of your show on Netflix. Will you come do a tour here? No. No. Because that's what my wife looked like. You're going to put me on a whole island of what I'm. Yeah. No. Y'all ain't killing me. Uh, you got to know. Yeah. You got to know, dog. Shoot. Two years from now, a whole bunch of beige babies popping out. Yeah. Cowboy hats. No. <laughs> That's why I ain't doing a 23 and me. I don't want nobody 18 showing. Hey, Dad, get off my porch, bro. <laughs> What's your mama name? <laughs> I'm 100. I'm 100. Oh, man. So you got to look at those situations and say, yeah. I'm, dog, you can't. Yeah. It's never going to stop. Yeah. You're always going to be attracted. So if you're dating and you like, Dark skin, just go get you one. Yeah. Go get you one. Yeah. If that's what you like. And then choose from what you are physically attracted to. Because we have this thing. It's the post-ejaculation syndrome. Yeah. Once you, ha, it's over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now who you stuck with? Yeah. Physically, I need to I need to come home and have that that one that th every time she walked through, the, I'm, girl, <laughs> listen, gonna get this country. Around with me if you want to, okay? That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose from there. Yeah. I always tell guys physically choose your body type, and then get the integrity and the boundaries from that. Yeah. Because you're always gonna be a man. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. I, I sing with and I meet some of the greatest veterans and some of the greatest people that have served our country. Yeah. Old Marines, man. Mm -hmm. Some of the most beautiful people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Have a cigar talking about fighting in Vietnam or fighting in World War II and all this stuff. And then a bad girl walked by. Yeah. He's still doing that. <laughs> you know, because we a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't stop. Yeah. But if you're not aware of what you're attracted to. I'm just saying this because a man is a man. Yeah. And this is get hard. Yeah. They get hard. Find what you like. 
choose equality from that because it makes such a church don't talk about this. Yeah. Get your woman that love the Lord. <laughs> Get you one that looks cheap. Uh uh. Yeah. I need one that look like what I like. Because Jesus ain't gonna be in a room when I'm like, girl. Jesus ain't in the kitchen in booty shorts. She is. I need that. Yeah. Can we be one hundred? I love it. I love it. Come on. I love it. Come on, man. I absolutely love it. And and I love everything about that because that's that's the conversations that men need to hear. That's real. Because I feel like, because honestly, it was to the point where sometimes when you're a guy, you think that, okay, when I get married, when I meet the one, all of a sudden, all the feelings go away. And then I knew a lot of, I knew I had that reality check. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had that reality check. And then as a guy, you need to understand that this is what you go through. Bruh. As a man. But, as a man. But, but I think sometimes... It's like men are ashamed of even talking about that feeling. Right. And what I'm saying is that the like acting upon the feeling, that's a problem. But being attracted to an, a woman is not evil as much as society will try to paint it out to be Never. evil. Never. And being a man is not evil. Yeah. There's an attack on masculinity. Are we, are we, I'm like, really? Yeah. You you can't can't show can't show us on TV being being a man? Mm -mm. What's happening right now? The man the, the fight on masculinity is crazy. Yeah. So I was in Denver. I was in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, guys, get the chairs up for these ladies. We're going to um, sign autographs and take pictures. It was at a meet and greet, 30 mm -hmm. people there. So there's a, there's a same-sex couple, two girls. Yeah. So all the guys are dating. They get the chair, get the chair, move in the chair. Mm -hmm. So I saw them. So I went to get the chair. The woman says, I'm strong enough to get my own chair. Thank you. <laughs> y'all like if you watch it she hit me with the like something was, like something was tart in her mouth i said my mama was strong enough my daddy would still never let her move her own chair yeah i said i'm not taking your strength i'm giving you honor yeah and she looks at her life partner and tears well up she starts crying i'm standing right here and she faces her and just starts crying mm. And I said, cowboys like me do those kind of things. <laughs> Grabbed the chairs, come to find out. They came to my concert because her nephew was killed in action, K.I.A. Mm. And his favorite song was Mr. Red, White, and Blue. Wow. And he was a constant gentleman to both of them. Wow. And I said, she goes, this was him. Yeah. This was him. Mm. Masculinity is needed. Yeah. I don't care who you are, yeah. even a lesbian couple. Mm -hmm. I went and grabbed their chairs yeah. and she needed that moment to help her heal over losing her nephew. Yeah. Cause they don't have any children together. Yeah. So that was the closest thing for a child to her. Mm -hmm. And he died serving our country. Yeah. And even the attack on patriotism and loving America. Yeah. People like, oh, well I can't be gay in America. Yeah, you can. And yeah. you can get a union and y'all can build something together. Don't go to Dubai. Yeah. There's other countries that will throw you off of a building for loving who you love. Yeah. Not here. Yeah. Not here. Mm -hmm. So I want you to look, don't miss the forest for the trees. Yeah. Cause someone's telling you that the tree is in your way. Yeah. It's not for that. Yeah. And at that moment, it choked me up seeing her and I was like, wow. And it made you love your fans because you look at them as people and so do I. Mm -hmm. I saw them as people. Mm -hmm. We gave them the best table 
at the show and her brother-in-law and everybody came in. And when I sang Mr. Red, White, and Blue, I took my hat off and thanked her and her family and thanked her nephew. Yeah. Because I am black and I'm able to sing country music. Yeah. Because of people sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And the moment we let that go and we don't appreciate it, we lose it. Yeah. Look at Cuba. People are coming over here on makeshift boats to get away from communism because mm-hmm. it won't allow the have-nots to actually have. Yeah. No, that's powerful. And, and, and everything that you said, it's, it stems from the mindset and the mindset stems from the work you've been putting in for all these years. It mm-hmm. ties full circle. And that's the reality of when you're a man and you put in the work to become the best version of yourself, the gifts that you give to humanity Come on. are priceless. Right. And every single person that you touch, every single person that you interact with, whether it's, you know, your your wife, your children, business workers, just random people online, their lives are transformed by the work that you've placed into your life. Come on. And I tell men all the time, you got to reverse engineer your life. When you're 75, 85, 95 years old, whenever the Lord calls you home, right. and you look back to your life, what do you want people to say about you? Absolutely. What do you want that legacy to be? And so the beauty about putting the work in today is that the results are going to be seeds right. that blossom into beautiful trees in the future. And you have a long way to go, Cafe. You're just now starting up. But even the, from even what you've done so far, man, you've impacted so many lives and thank so you. many people who watch this episode. I know they're going to be really transformed and moved. So thank you so much for all that you've done. Absolutely. Let, let me say this. As a man with masculinity, I have to know when to be hard yeah. and when to love. Mm. And that's what makes it so powerful for, for a for alpha male to walk in the room and pull out a chair, but then also love the babies, mm-hmm. pick them up, be gentle, be open, be honest, and know when to set boundaries and know when to let them just be kids. Yeah. Know when to say, honey, that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Or to just love her and let her cry. Yeah. Guys have to know that there is a soft side, especially with black community. Mm-hmm. Black men need also need to know that, man, Hug that baby, yeah. love on them, be be soft with, let them let them know that I'm learning that because I grew up with a, with a veteran dad, yeah, veteran Pentecostal Cajun <laughs> dad, like yeah. he nothing, you know, he was hard, yeah. So I'm even learning how to communicate because my son is learning, yeah, and he's so open with me. If I'm hard on him because I don't want him to be no punk, yeah, he's like my dad's not a not a nice guy, yeah, to me, mm-hmm. so. That balance is is everything. Yeah. So I brought my guitar. Can I play Cowboys? Please. Me? For real? Okay. Let's get it. So I'm actually gonna play you the song that I wrote after that incident in Fort Collins. I love it. You already know what it is. You know what time of day it is. I feel like I've been a DJ this whole time. <laughs> the one and only Coffee Anderson. This is called Cowboys Like Me. Cowboys Like Me, the roommates podcast. Let's get it. If I hold your door, I'll buy you dinner. That don't mean that you ain't strong. It's just my way of loving. I hope you don't take this wrong. If I wrapped you in my jacket to keep you dry from all the rain. Cowboys like me do those kind of things. If I say yes, ma'am, to your mama, 
And yes, sir, to your paw. I'll tell you that you're pretty. I hope you don't take this wrong. If I picked you up on Sunday morning for some amazing grace, cowboys like me do those kind of things. Oh, lover, my desire will never change. Just as sure as horses are run wild on an open range, I will honor and I will love you every breath of every day. Cowboys like me do those kind of things. Pulling out a chair for you, walking you to your car, reminding you that I need you. Accepting you for who you are. What if I offered you forever and gave you my last name? Cowboys like me do those kind of things. Cowboys like me do those kind of things. That was that guy, Coffee Anderson. <laughs> my guy. What a blessing. Thank you, my friend. Thank what you for a having gift. me. Thank you for having me. Where can me. they find you at Coffee? Oh man, uh, Instagram, always Facebook. Uh, I only choose the coffee with the check marks. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of fake. Yeah. I'm gonna slap some of these Nigerians. <laughs> these Indians, I'm gonna catch y'all. So I'm gonna get you left-handed. Ain't even can't even say my name. Right? Spelling stuff wrong. Um, Instagram, Facebook, only with the check marks. <laughs> and um, add me on Spotify. Yeah. Get all of the music. And I know that my opinion sometimes isn't what, what's popular, but that's why we have these conversations so that we feel safe to talk. Exactly. And we're now taking the barbershop to social media, yeah. but you can't down people for having a different opinion. 100%. Don't do that. Come in, you have your opinion, I have mine. Opinion is like a booty crack. Everybody got them, they all stink. Yeah. <laughs> because it's based on my information and your information from what you live. Yeah. So can we love each other to life? Yeah. Uh, get everything on Spotify. Go to uh, uh, Netflix mm -hmm. and watch Country Ever After. Yeah. It's a very powerful show. It's the only family-friendly reality show on the planet. Wow. That you can watch with your kids and your grandma and everybody. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry every episode. You will become fans of us, <laughs> and uh, we will we will take your heart mm -hmm. and love you and uh, come come to the shows. Click like, click subscribe here. Don't just watch this content, be in this content, be a part of it. Comment below, tell us how you feel. Tell us your experiences so that we can help each other. Yeah. Don't just say your opinion, let's help each other. Thank you, man. I love it so much, man. What a blessing. My name is Hafiz and I'm joined by... Cafe Anderson, yo country cousin, you already know me. <laughs> we are the roommates. Come on. And adios. See you. <laughs>